Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Two men originally from New Jersey charged with assaulting Capitol Police Officer Brian Sicknick, who later died. I'm Sean Adams. Next up for the vaccine in Connecticut, everyone. Frankly, we're going to open it up to everybody eligible, 16 and above. Such an important announcement, the governor cut the music on us. Also coming up. A controversial call decides Knicks Nets. Traveling violation against the Knicks. And the Jets spend big to open free agency. This is Brad Heller. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. A deeper dive into the stories you need to start your day with fewer commercials. On a technically challenged Tuesday, we're off and running. Good to have you with us. I'm Wayne Cabot, and welcome to a brand new day. 16th of March, Craig Allen's weather day. Well, he expects that it's going to be generally cloudy and breezy with some rain coming in, even some wet snow possible late in the day or evening. And there could be a slushy coating on some colder surfaces north and west tonight. His full forecast coming up. Two New Jersey natives eventually could be charged with murder after being arrested in connection with the Capitol riots and the death of Officer Brian Sicknick of New Jersey. Now, the two men were tracked by video of that January 6th attack. Sean Adams is working that story this morning. Sean, what did that video appear to show? So the, uh, the FBI, the video shows 39-year-old George Tanyos from West Virginia and 32-year-old Julian Cater from Pennsylvania working together at the Capitol siege, working together to assault police officers. At one point, Cater asks Tanyos for a canister of what's believed to be bear spray. Tanyos replies, not yet, it's too early. Video also shows Cater then spraying a chemical in the faces of three Capitol Police officers, incapacitating them. 42-year-old Officer Brian Sicknick, originally from New Jersey, died the next day. The cause of death has not been determined. If the autopsy links that spray to his death, charges could eventually be upgraded to murder. Wayne? Sean, what do we know about these two suspects? Well, Tanyos and Cater, uh, they, uh, just like Sicknick, they actually, they grew up in New Jersey, in central Jersey, uh, reportedly in the New Brunswick area. Both operated food establishments near colleges, uh, Cater uh, at Penn State, Tanyos at the University of West Virginia. Tipsters turned them in after seeing wanted posters. Also, uh, the FBI was able to track Tanyos because uh, in the video he's seen wearing a sweatshirt with the logo for his sandwich shop. 
Sean, thank you for the update on that. One of the stories we've been following for weeks and weeks and weeks, and it finally happened, and people are getting those checks now deposited in their accounts, and that is the COVID relief. As we say, in the last couple of days and for the next couple of days, people will be seeing that, those who are, elig- who are eligible, the $1,600 from the federal government. But there's something else coming down the road, and that is another package, another very expensive package that the White House is hoping to pass through, and this one will involve tax increases. On a WCBS Afternoon Roundup, Linda Lopez spoke with Bloomberg News White House reporter Nancy Cook. President Biden ran on on the campaign trail, basically raising taxes um, on high income people, raising taxes on corporations, and then doing more to tax investment on things like the estate tax or capital gains. And and the things that they're talking about in the White House are remarkably similar to what they talked about on the campaign. And it's not just they're not doing it just because they want to raise taxes. Basically, the tax increases would be a part of a second legislative package that spends trillions of dollars on infrastructure, on things like boosting um, caregiving and child care and doing things to fight climate change. And the thinking inside the White House is you you can't spend, uh, you know, anywhere from two to tr- two to four trillion dollars without figuring out some way to offset some of that money. And so that's where the, the discussion about the tax increases comes in. What are the chances of getting a tax hike through Congress now? I think it's going to be a real political challenge, but so was the COVID relief bill and that passed. They'll have to do it on a party line vote, most likely, but that will still be a challenge keeping the Democrats unified. That's Bloomberg White House reporter Nancy Cook. Nancy, thanks so much for joining us. Anytime. Thanks for having me. It is the Tuesday morning news roundup on WCBS. Governor Cuomo trying to govern again, making public appearances, although closed to the media. And as he's trying to return to the business of governing, One of his sexual harassment accusers met via Zoom for about four hours with the investigators working with the attorney general in New York. And CBS News correspondent Jerika Duncan has the latest on that. The independent investigation is picking up steam. Tonight, CBS News has learned Charlotte Bennett, one of the seven women who have accused the governor of sexual harassment or misconduct and who sat down with Nora for an exclusive interview, met with investigators this morning. According to Bennett's attorney, the meeting lasted more than four hours. Bennett provided more than 120 pages of contemporaneous records and claims Bennett provided information that the governor had a preoccupation with his hand size and what the large size of his hands indicated to Charlotte and other members of his staff. CNN poll shows that most New Yorkers believe that Cuomo should stay on the job, although his approval rating is very low. It matters where you get your news. Mayor de Blasio now accuses the Cuomo administration of corruption. The governor's vaccines are called up county officials looking for loyalty. A new poll has some encouraging news for scandal-scarred Governor Cuomo. 50% of voters saying he should stay in place. WCBS 880, live, local, always on. So what is the story with the AstraZeneca vaccine, the one that some European countries are afraid may cause some clotting? We will hear about that next on the afternoon on the WCBS Morning News Roundup. What day is it? The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Live on 880 and on demand at WCBS880.com slash roundup or wherever you get your podcasts. That was a flashback. Next on the Morning News Roundup, the Exergen weather forecast and chief meteorologist Craig Allen is here. We have 30 in the city, and that is the warmest around. It is in the 20s in all the suburbs this morning, so we have another cold start, another dry start, too. Even though the clouds are increasing and there is a little precip in the forecast for tonight, 
it's going to have to battle just how dry that air is. 25% relative humidity. You know, yesterday it was as low as 12%. Well, today it is going to uh, become cloudy, or it already is. The clouds thickening up, and just a bit of wet snow and rain possible for late day or evening into part of tonight. At most, a slushy coating on some of the colder surfaces north and west suburbs. Today's high near 40, low tonight, 32 suburbs to about 38 in the city, so it doesn't change all that much. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, but not as cold, 45 to 50. Finally, some significant rain. That comes on Thursday, and high temperatures will be near 50. Again, 30 in the city right now, heading up to around 40. Craig, what a tease it was last week when we were in the 60s and low 70s. Nothing like that anywhere in your immediate forecast. Well, no, no. No, certainly nothing for this week. Uh, as we go through the weekend, it'll also be in the 40s to around 50. Next week has some uh, possibilities in there of seeing at least mid-50s, although there will be some off-and-on wet weather. The pattern's changing, so we'll get out of this uh, this cold, but unfortunately a little wet weather, but we may get those 50s back at least. The WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup. Tuesday morning, the World Health Organization is meeting with safety experts today to look at the AstraZeneca vaccine, which several nations have stopped using after reports of blood clots. The WHO says the reality is that there are fewer reported cases of clotting in people who get the shot than in the general population. The vaccine could get U.S. approval next month, adding to what is now a surge in supply that has one state, Connecticut, making the vaccine available to everyone soon. Our Steve Burns heard from the governor. We're going to be able to accelerate our schedule uh, just a bit. Now, vaccine eligibility in Connecticut will be entirely opened up in three weeks on April 5th. This Friday, it'll expand to 45 and up. The 45 to 54-year-old age group is a smaller cohort, um, so we'll be able to get through that um, a little bit faster. Lamont says he's expecting a 50% increase in supply over the next month. Plus, he says younger cohorts aren't in as much of a rush to get the shot. Still, he says if you're low risk, a telecommuter or someone who is already infected. Maybe don't, you know, sign up that very first few days. Give those who maybe have a little more need uh, up front a little earlier. Also this Friday, the state is still planning to expand to 100% capacity at restaurants, shops, and houses of worship. Mississippi today joins Alaska as the only states that now allow all adults to get the vaccine. Again, that'll happen in Connecticut on April the 5th. Well, what happened last night, the Knicks-Nets came in Brooklyn. It came down to a controversial call that kept the Nets' winning streak alive and had Joyous Randall going after the referee. What happened last night? Brad Heller is here from the Magic Sports phone booth with the latest on that. Brad? Good morning, Wayne. The Nets were up by as much as 18 against the Knicks. This was round two in Brooklyn last night. The Knicks had had the furious comeback. They were down by three, had the ball. Julius Randle attempted the tying three-pointer. As he left his feet, Kyrie Irving was guarding him, got his hand on the ball. Randle ended up coming back down to the court with the ball. The official called that an up-and-down, a traveling violation. He lost it and tried to go after the official, had to be restrained. This was after the game, and that's at a couple of free throws to lock it up. 117-112 was the final score after the game. As Randall spoke to the media, he just said he was frustrated. He had calmed down by that point, and that's with the win. Their fifth in a row, Kyrie Irving defended that final play at 34 points. Randall had 33 win. The Knicks will try and bounce back tonight in Philly against the Sixers. Huh. They're still calling traveling. I didn't think they did that anymore in the NBA. <laughs> Good point. Uh, the Jets made some big improvements in day one of free agency. 
Yeah, they got a pass rusher, former Bengal Carl Lawson, three years, $45 million. Also added a receiver from the Titans, Corey Davis, three years, $37.5 million. They also got another linebacker, Jared Davis, from the Lions. The Giants got a uh, backup running back, Devontae Booker. Nobody spent more money than the Patriots. The Patriots, Wayne, more than $200 million they spent, both sides of the ball looking to improve after what was a subpar season for them. Rangers beat a loss of the Flyers in overtime at the Garden. Five to four, and UConn's Gino Oriema testing positive for COVID nineteen. He will miss the start of the NCAA tournament for the Huskies, who are a number one seed. They open up against High Point on Sunday. Brad Heller on the phone on our technically challenged Tuesday. It is the Tuesday morning roundup on the sixteenth of March. I'm Wayne Cabot. Good to have you with us. And here are three things to know this morning. Number one, the border crisis. CBS's Natalie Brand reports Border Patrol is holding 4,000 unaccompanied minors in temporary holding facilities. A lawyer representing some of the children told CBS News the conditions were so overcrowded that the kids had to take turns sleeping on the floor. The second thing to know, reaction to the Vatican decision to forbid priests from blessing same-sex marriage. From Reverend Brian Massingale, an openly gay priest who is a professor at Fordham University. Something which is innately human, the desire to love, the desire to be in companionship, and to see that that is blanketly described as sinful, um, that cannot be helpful. Third thing to know, federal investigators are going to Detroit where a Tesla drove underneath a truck last week, injuring two people, one critically. The crash circumstances are similar to two others in Florida in which Teslas drove beneath tractor trailers, causing two deaths. Now from our news archives, 88 seconds in sound for this date, March 16th. The crisis is growing intensely. On this date in 2020, we will be suspending our public schools until after the spring vacation. On what turned out to be the last day of indoor dining for New York City restaurants for a very long time. I've talked to multiple people who think they could end up closing their restaurants if they're closed for a week or two. 1972, New York's most famous couple gets served with deportation papers. And immigration's policy has always been not to split a family. John and Yoko were targets of the most powerful man in the nation, Richard Nixon, who didn't like their give peace a chance anti-Vietnam rally. Let us stay here because our daughter's here. 1991. New York Mayor Dinkins allows members of the Irish Lesbian and Gay Organization to march in the St. Patrick's Day Parade. There were some supporters, but many detractors. We're gay and Irish, we won't be beaten. You bet your life, we will march again. And they did. 1994, Tanya Harding pleads guilty. I'm accepting a plea of guilty. In the knee-whacking of fellow skater Nancy Kerrigan. I may have some bad points about me, but overall I think I'm a pretty good person. She got three years probation. 2012, the New Brunswick jury convicts Darun Ravi of using a webcam to watch his Rutgers roommate have a gay sexual encounter in their dorm room. Jurors hung on to every word as Tyler Comente's companion testified that he felt uncomfortable because he spotted a laptop with a webcam pointing in their direction. He noticed a group of folks were looking at him when he left, but says he put his head down and walked out. At Middlesex County Court, Levon Putney, WCBS 880 News. The freshman's jump from the George Washington Bridge sparked a national conversation about bullying. This is the WCBS 880 Morning News Roundup, a daily download of the news you need to start your day on air 
onradio.com and delivered to your phone and computer for on-demand listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.